Hello, nerds. Curtis here from the Nerds in Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now, here's the thing. You know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you got to go in there. People are looking at you like, why is this guy in here? Why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing, too. It's super cheap because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors to check out, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or fling of the week is. So remember, guys, go to adamandeve.com today. Check them out. Buy something cool. And get sexy. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies wait 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 don't leave don't leave please i could use your help take this quarter go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face good day to you madam have you been single for far too long are you out of touch with the dating game regardless of your plight we're here to help Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you. We were talking about uh, bulldogs and and cats earlier, Um, you know... there's nothing better to help you grow responsibility than to have a pet to take care of. Uh, even if sometimes they're probably not the most gracious of, of, uh, the love and care that you give them. <laughs> um, I'm just thinking of instances where we're having pets was like living with a really bad roommate. <laughs> I mean, they kind of are, right? Hey, man, I don't have any food. Can you give me some? Right. I don't like this particular kibble. So, you know, you need to go out and get something. <laughs> hey, man. Or here. I, I just pooped on my walk. You, you go pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> For every animal That's out there. I have experience with roommates. <laughs> the worst part is they don't even pay rent. They just, you know, sit there unproductive members of society. Um, yeah, I mean, they could at least like get you a beer. Well, actually, I had um, Toby. What used to he would do stuff like he would go fetch you things and stuff. So I'm like, oh, cool, you're kind of like paying your rent, you know. But <laughs> put him to work. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, do the dishes. Go. 
I can see border collies probably could get them to do stuff around the house. Probably, yeah. Oh. So. So anybody that owns a border collie can email in and tell us. Yeah, maybe you can take your border collie on a date with you and impress your date with a dog that does with things. tricks. Yeah. yeah, and and actually, I think dogs are great date screeners. So if you have if you're meeting like in an outside place and you bring your dog with you first, you can know if that person really does connect with your pet because some people say that oh well, I like pets and then then they have one and they're like Ugh. but you can see how they treat your dog and then also your dog's a very good screener of people. So um, I've noticed that with one of my dogs, Toby was a really good screener of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so and if you have a business, they're a good screener of potential employees too. So yeah, look at that. Yep. All right. Well, dogs, dogs and cats, this podcast is not about, but what we do is provide dating advice. And uh, as a quick reminder, before we dive into the emails, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Uh, So if you do need actual emergency treatment or anything like that, do reach out to the proper authorities in that regard. Although that being said, we'll always do our best to help. Like with Britta, Britta says, nerds, the other week I went on a date uh, with this guy. He wanted to go for tacos, but I have a thing about finger food on a first date, so I suggested a bit more of an upscale restaurant. To my surprise, he agreed. Not like I think he would say no, but it's a bit of a nicer restaurant, and most guys will always try to talk me down from it. Regardless, we go and we order. It comes to $40 each. I pay my half, but his cards are declining, and he has no cash. So after awkwardly awkwardly waiting for him to pay, I offer to pay and he can pay me back. He agrees. He then offers to e-transfer me money within a few days. It's now two weeks later and he hasn't. Uh, he is also ignoring my text. This is a lot to process even for me, but I think he just wanted the free meal. What do you two think? Love the show, but didn't expect to be emailing in. Britta. Britta, um, if, if we're never going to know why. Um, or what was behind his intentions. So I would just drop that part because you're never going to know why. And it sounds like you're probably never going to get your money. So it may just be money that you just have to eat. Uh, and I, I guess I was thinking more of going at the angle of um, of uh, not liking finger food in a first date. Tacos to me are amazing. So, uh, but there, I guess there's a difference between Taco Bell and going to a, a, a more upscale taco place. Um, but it, and it, when you say that you, um, when it's a nicer restaurant, most guys will, will always try to talk you down from it. I would start looking at, if you're saying that most guys will always try to talk you down from it, maybe you need to start changing up your restaurant ideas. Uh, yeah. Because you've got, you know, one, one, two, three, four, I don't know how many people saying, you know, oh, well, this isn't for me. Or So I would start thinking about what restaurant you're proposing. Yeah. And, and also in that case, then you're not getting into covering $40 for somebody's meal if this happens again hopefully it won't i think this is the i think what happened to you is the um is the exception rather than the rule mm-hmm. um but yeah i would start looking at the restaurants you propose and, you know if you don't want to go for tacos again i think they're awesome but um if it's if it's like if it's more like you don't want to eat finger food on a first day because it's it's too like you think it's cheap or because you don't like the messiness of it um i i don't know i i kind of look at what, what your concerns are about that and seeing if you could find something that's kind of like maybe a bit above finger food and below the restaurant that you're thinking of and suggesting and people are turning down. Yeah. And what I was going to say is like, I don't know, I guess in my mind, I actually feel like this person's probably in the minority, if only just mm-hmm. because 
Uh, most of these people seem to not want to go to this restaurant that you want to go to. And that could be for any number of reasons. Maybe it's very intimidating for them to take somebody to a very nice restaurant. Uh, you know, the fact that this guy even went on this date with you is probably, you know, the exception to the rule. The rule being that most of these guys probably don't want to go. So I think the real source of this is probably to readjust or reevaluate where you take uh these guys on the on the date taking them to a restaurant that's costing forty dollars each i mean that doesn't seem overly pricey to me but i could also understand where if you're a guy who's going on five dates a week and you know you're just wanting to keep it you know maybe within five or ten dollars each um then yeah i can see how that could kind of buck the trend and you have to keep in mind too that you know a lot of times people aren't just going on that one date a week you know, maybe you are, and maybe $40 for each date is, you know, fine. But the fact that, you know, he's suggesting tacos, I think is more in line with what a lot of people are doing nowadays. And whether you disagree with it or not is, you know, whatever, subjective. But the thing is, is most people nowadays are going on multiple dates. And the idea of spending that much on one date where you don't know how that person's going to end up is, is a pretty high request of an investment for people and you know again some people are fine with that some people aren't it's just how dating is nowadays so i would you know keep the stakes low um if do keep in mind too i don't know when the last time you went to a taco place is but like even if you go to a taco place nowadays a lot of them will do bowls which you can eat the food with like utensils mm -hmm. so you don't have to eat things with food um, I've even seen people eat burritos with a fork and knife. So, I mean, you don't have to eat a food with your fingers. I mean, yes, tacos are a little bit different because they're just sort of set up to be eaten with food or eaten with uh, hands. But not every Mexican dish is. And, you know, maybe if he wants to go for tacos, you can, you know, say, hey, I don't mind going, but can we go somewhere where I can get a bowl or something like that, something that I can eat with utensils? That's called, you know compromising and finding a middle ground mm -hmm. maybe it's not that you go to the 40 dollars restaurant but maybe you also go to a place where you're not going to be subjected to having to eat tacos with your hands which is something which might not be comfortable for you it's about finding that middle ground and i think you're going to one extreme and i think forcing that person to go to that extreme i personally think this guy probably felt pressure to go to the restaurant and he probably is not going to pay you the 40 dollars back oh he's uh, not going to no i mean he's yeah. he's ignoring her tax he's probably blocked her um, and and anytime, Britta, that that you offer to pay for somebody, I would just assume that you're not getting that money back. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of like when you loan um, something to a friend, just assume you're not going to get it back. And if you really want to get it back, don't loan it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So, and I understand you wanting to pay for it because it is kind of an awkward situation. You know, most people would pay you back, but for whatever reason, whether he never intended to, or let's say like he just had a rough week and he doesn't have the money and he's embarrassed. Either way, I would just write off the money and this is just a learning experience. And again, yeah. you know, if, if most guys are not wanting to go to this restaurant, we really need to take a look at the restaurant. And, and Kurt's right. You know, there are many ways that you can eat tacos that do not involve your fingers. So, and I know that, that where I live, we have some really great taco places that are, are you know, upper scale kind of restaurants. So, um, you know, and, and so, I yeah, I think compromise is the way to go here. And, you know, yeah, I'm just right off the money. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, the impression I'm getting is that this guy probably felt pressured to go to the restaurant. He probably didn't even look up how much it would cost. He probably just thought, sure, we'll go for it. And then when he saw the price, he probably thought, no. 
Um, and you know, it's it's it's. I think it may be. You know, we don't know why exactly he is not paying either by choice. And we're never gonna know. Yeah. Right. But either way, like, I think the best thing you can do is just not put yourself, Britta, in this situation again because it probably will happen again. But that being said, if you go out for a five dollar, ten dollar taco or what burrito or whatever, I mean, most people can afford that. That's not out of out of the realm of you know uh spending for most people so i you know yeah just uh, i think it's really about tapering expectations and you know compromising with people when mm-hmm. when possible now Britta, the exception is if if you one of your screeners so to speak is that people want to go to this nicer restaurant then you know that's your screener you know what i mean like if it's if that's so important to you you know, then you might not want to let it go. But again, I think, I think compromise and expectations, I think, you know, we've talked about that over and over again, how it's important to be flexible with those. Um, But, you know, if if that's something that you're not willing to negotiate on, I mean, you you might have less dates, uh, but, you know, maybe that's something that's really important to you. Um, But again, you know, most guys will try to talk you down from it. Eh, Time to start reconsidering. Yeah. And it might be worth keeping it as like a second or third date place. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and then what you could do is maybe at the end of the first day, which is maybe a bit more casual, throw it out there like, hey, you know, if you're up for it, maybe next time we can go to this restaurant, which is one I like, and see what people say. Um, If somebody has a connection with you, they're probably more than willing to, you know, go to a restaurant that you like, even if it costs a little bit more because you've established that there is a connection, something there. so you're probably more than likely going to have a high because it sounds like you're not even able to go to this restaurant much at all it's probably better off for you in the long run to wait until the second or third date to propose going Mm -hmm. to the restaurant because once people have established that connection they're probably more willing to go you'll probably go to that restaurant with a date more often than you probably are going right now so you know i think yeah being flexible and you know building a, a relationship even if it is just sort of tentative you know, can go a long way to getting what you want. That just goes for a yeah. date relationship. Yeah. And then also, but I'm noticing too, when you said to my surprise, he agreed. Well, that sounds to me like you kind of threw the upscale restaurant him as kind of a challenge maybe. And I would be careful about doing that as well. Yeah. All right. Did you want to read uh, Janice's email? Sure. Janice says, uh, nurse, I went on a date with this guy. He took me grocery shopping. We went and got groceries, drove back to his place and cooked something before making out for a bit. I'm used to low effort dates, but this was none at all. I mean, the guy essentially dragged me along for errands. Still, I can't deny my attraction to him. Do you think there's something inherently attractive about zero effort dates? Janice. Janice, he did not force you to go to the grocery store. Uh, He did not drag you along. Uh, You willingly went. Um, So I would kind of change your narrative of this a little bit that uh, did he cook for you? Did you cook together? Because some people like that. Uh, Was this a first date? Uh, Maybe if it was a first date, maybe this isn't the best idea. Uh, Because again, we talk about first dates and safety. Um, But also, this may be like, he may be a really good cook. We, I want to know more about what he cooked and if it was good. And, you know, did he have you cook or, but I would talk, I would think too about this was a choice that you made. Um, This was not a surprise to you. Uh, I'm assuming that you guys talked about this beforehand. Um, So it would be, up to you if this is something that you want to do but i think we need to make sure that we look at the fact that this is something you chose you didn't just kind of fall into the state yeah and something to keep in mind too is that like i 
I get it from a certain perspective because a lot of times when we go on dates, people will always sort of dress up and try to put their best foot forward. But for some people, the attraction factor is not seeing what their best foot forward is, but seeing who they're like on a day-to-day basis. So I can see how going and getting groceries, you know, it's the person's not going to probably get dressed up. Like, I don't even know if they did get dressed up or did he just show up in, you know, cargo shorts and a t-shirt. You guys just went grocery shopping. Like, I can under, I can understand the attraction as almost an antithesis to the regular habits of you know making sure you wear proper you know nice clothing you know you go somewhere decent you know where you have time to talk like it is an antithesis for that and you know it, the thing with something like that is it's not for everybody but it sounds like uh, Janice it might be for you you know like maybe you know maybe for yourself maybe you actually enjoy the idea of seeing somebody in a situation that is not typical date fodder and you get to see them from how they naturally are um that might be what's more attractive to you and if that's the case then you know sounds like this guy checked that box for you and you know then some and if that's the case good luck to both of you um you know you you sometimes we can't really explain why we're attracted to somebody but i think in this case it probably chalks up to you just finding finding the the low effort almost kind of refreshing in a way and i can understand Mm -hmm. that you know i I, you know i'm probably the opposite i prefer when somebody puts in a bit of effort myself but you know i can understand the allure of the uh, other side of that right yeah exactly i think it's whatever is appealing to people um you know going out for groceries and cooking together that can be quite intimate um so i could see where it you know it just depends on the person and and you know what they're interested in and Janice again you know he, he this is something that you chose to do with him and you something must have worked um and like Kurt said it's probably something about you know this is not the typical um yeah. and that's attractive uh so um you know is there something inherently attractive with zero effort dates depends on who you are so I'll just answer that question with that depends on who you are mm-hmm yeah and again there's nothing inherently wrong or right about any of this it really just comes down mm-hmm. to what you're both into um but in this case like i wouldn't really you know chalk that up as a negative it sounds like it worked out for both of you like i'm just imagining right. he's probably he probably takes like 20 girls grocery shopping and they probably all say no and then you probably <laughs> go on 20 dates with guys that you know wear nice clothes and you can tell are not being their true authentic selves and then you two meet and it's just perfect because you're both you know offering or looking for what each other wants so yeah. Right. And you got to see where he lives and whether he's neat or messy. I mean, that's, I mean, to me, that that's another act of intimacy is opening up your house to someone. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's another thing, too. So, um, you know, and yeah, he, maybe he just felt comfortable with you and yeah. you felt comfortable with him. And good luck to you. Yeah. Now, if, if this is a continuation, you're not happy with it. Like on a second date, he's like, let's, you know, watch Netflix. Um, you know, that's something you can talk to him about. Like, hey, how about, you know, we go out and, go to a restaurant or go to this activity or whatnot so you can always propose the next time another option in case he does another kind of low effort thing and i wouldn't even call it low effort i would call it like a low-key kind of date yeah so if you'd rather not have a low-key kind of date offer some options yep all right next email is from dave and i'm pretty sure it's not dave from the three anger nerds podcast although maybe it is um if it is okay now that you said that it's like it is totally dave right (laughs) I'm, you know, I know that Dave is not 
an uncommon name, but I'm just gonna I'm just envisioning that this is Dave from Three Kingdoms Podcast. Nerds, the other day I matched with this girl on Tinder. She was a friend of my ex, and started bringing up things from five plus years ago. I don't deny any of this, but I wonder why match with me to begin with. I blocked her, and now I'm wondering what would be a good way of knowing when to block someone. Dave. Dave, knowing when to block someone. Block someone when they start talking about your ex. Bringing up past stuff from five plus years ago. Um, you, you're sometimes going to know right off the bat that somebody's not for you. Uh, whether the language they use or... And I'm not, I don't mean like, you know, cursing or not. Just if they're saying stuff that you just don't agree with or terms you wouldn't use, um, that's a tip-off. I think um, when you're dating somebody as a friend of your ex, I think that can work out if it's been a while. But also, it is a little bit, I would say, a pink flag. Um, and you, know, you could go out with a friend of your ex. They aren't going to bring up stuff from five plus years ago. And she may not have even thought she's going to bring that stuff up. But then when she went on a date with you, this stuff sort of started coming out. Um, she might have been holding on to some, some resentment for a while ago. I mean, of course, we don't know how you ended your relationship with the ex. Um, so it may be something that she didn't expect to go down that road either. Uh, but, um, I, you know, that's just something to kind of keep an eye out for when it's someone that you know. And, and if you're in a small town, it's harder and harder to, to go out with someone that doesn't know people that you went out with. But um, knowing when to block someone, I, I think it's intuition. And you are going to go out on dates where things just don't work out. And that's part of dating online. And that's uh, the reality of it. Um, and, you know, like like we talked about with Britta, I mean, she just got, she's out of 40 bucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some of that stuff just happens. It's unfortunate. Um, but, you know, yeah, it would have been great for her to not bring up stuff. Uh, but also, hey, at least she's on the first date. So, you know, that's not somebody you want to spend any more time with. Better than her holding it in and then bringing it up later. Yeah. And I think, like, I think there's a little bit of a distraction here in the email and the reason for, you know, why you blocked her. The real gist of it is you're asking, well, when's it okay to block someone? And I think the real, generally speaking, thing is if you feel like a line's been crossed, like you've been violated mm -hmm. in some way, obviously we all have boundaries and what those boundaries are and mean to us are totally different person to person. One person may be comfortable with going to a grocery store for a date and some people aren't. Everyone's different and everyone has different boundaries. and. I think whenever a boundary is crossed, that's subjective to you. And if you feel like a boundary has been crossed and you feel like you don't necessarily feel safe or comfortable, or uh, maybe they've crossed a boundary and you're just like, you know what, like maybe safety that you don't even feel unsafe. You just feel like you just don't want to talk to that person. That's mm -hmm. you subjectively. So uh, you, Dave, blocking someone because they brought up your ex. Some people might be fine with that. Some people might have an ex brought up and go, what of it? I don't care. But you had that brought up and you were not comfortable with it and you blocked that person. That's subjective to you. And that's totally mm -hmm. fine. Like there's no way in no way or rhyme or reason where somebody can tell you that your boundaries are invalid. Uh, mm -hmm. It's really up to you. So if somebody crosses your boundary, you can block them. I mean, you that that's kind of why they put those features in there. It's not like there's a set parameter for why someone should be blocked. You know, that doesn't exist. It's a feature that's at an option to you for when you feel like you've been violated, for when you feel like you just don't want to interact with that person anymore. It's about mm -hmm. that boundary. Once that boundary's crossed, 
feel free to block them. And you know what? Hell, if you wanted to, you could probably just block everybody you, you meet on there. I mean, that's probably not very advantageous for you from a dating perspective, but hypothetically, you could, right? So yeah, um, you don't even need a reason. You could just be like, you know what? I get an ick feeling. Block them. Yeah. You, you know, that's again, that's that beauty of that feature. You don't have to even really be clear about what boundary across just that it's just not for you yeah like you know i was talking to someone recently on on through dating and you know this person uh inadvertently sort of crossed a boundary with me and i just didn't want to interact with them at all so i just blocked them and i'm like you know what like i don't need a reason i don't need to explain it to mm -hmm. anybody they crossed the personal boundary for me I didn't appreciate that. I, you know, put up, uh, I, I blocked him right on the spot, you know? And again, you're totally fine to do that. Nobody can judge you or should judge you for that. It's really up to you and what you're comfortable with. Right. And, and on the, the idea of boundaries too, I think every once in a while, it's good to just look at your boundaries and examine them and see um, why you have certain boundaries and if they need to be renewed kind of, or if they need to be changed a little bit, because, you know, we grow and adapt and change based on, you know, what our experiences are. But overall, again, you don't need to have a reason to block someone, just like you don't need a reason to break up with somebody. Sometimes you just feel like it's the right decision to do it and you do it. Yeah. Again, it's, it's subjective. So, uh, nobody, you, nobody's wrong. Nobody, you know, can really tell you that you're wrong. It's really up to you. Mm -hmm. All right. Did you want to read okay. Brad's email? Brad. Yep. Nerds, I'm matching with girls on Tinder, but not getting dates. I message them and get to know them, but after a while, they don't respond or close their profiles. What can I do to get a date? I seriously am trying my hardest, but I feel like I'm falling short. Brad. Brad, it could just be uh, luck of the draw that you may, are, you may be matching up with people that they start going out with someone else, or it may not have anything to do with you, but I know we've talked many times about... You know, maybe taking a break from online and start doing stuff, you know, in your community, uh, you know, interests that you have. If you like sailing, you know, joining a sailing club like we have in our town, you know, that's where a lot of people meet. So uh, go out and, and do stuff that interests you and find people that way. And maybe uh, not look as much as dating as just meeting other people, because even if you do an activity and the people that you meet aren't kind of the people you would date well maybe they know someone that knows someone that they want to set you up with so if you know, just because the people that you're attending something with may not be the people you want to date there's always somebody that has a friend that probably wants to go out with you. so uh you know, have friends look at your profile if that's a concern that maybe it's your profile that's having issues uh, you could even if you feel comfortable with a trusted friend have them look at your messages and you know get a critique over you know how they would do things differently maybe but again, you know, online dating, it's its not always the best way at, at meeting people. And I think meeting face-to-face, -face, I think, is, um, is, kind of, is underrated now. And I think that's a great way to go out and really get to know people. So I would, I would think about maybe just taking a break from online dating so you don't get burned out and do some real-life stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like it sounds like... The issue here, Brad, is maybe not or not inserting like a sense of urgency to things. You have to think, keep in mind that when you're doing online dating, you are talking to people who are also talking to countless others at the same time. And we've touched on this before. When you're in online dating, it's not in a vacuum. Uh, and 
it, it's really easy to sort of get in that mindset that it is because you're talking to that person. It feels very intimate, very, very much feels one-on-one. -on -one. But you have to think, like, they're having 20 one-on-one -on -one conversations. And the if you're not instilling a sense of urgency into your communications with someone, especially somebody that you're interested in meeting, then other people probably will and you're going to fall by the wayside. And that might not be an issue for you, but it does sound like maybe perhaps it's something that you want to work on. And so keep in mind, this is just my opinion. You don't have to, but like maybe try to instill a sense of urgency into your messaging. Not to say you want to just go in and be like, hey, can we just meet up right now? Like, I need to see you right now. Like, you don't have to be insanely intense about it but like maybe after a handful of messages just ask them hey do you want to text you know it'd be good to meet up maybe we can you know trade numbers and correspond through text and find a time to meet you know try to gear or steer the conversation towards a goal and don't just be talking for the sake of talking uh you know it's good to talk and it's good to sort of get an idea where somebody's at but with online dating you do need to have that goal of what are you ultimately building towards are you building up to a date if so what's your goal for getting there what's your plan and not to say you have to be like super stingy on it like this is your plan and you stick to it at all times but you should at least try to be steering yourself towards what you ultimately want and it sounds like maybe perhaps you're not um like He's saying, I'm not getting dates. I message them and I want to get to know them, but after a while they don't respond. Well, it sounds to me like maybe perhaps you're messaging them a little too much with no clear goal. And there's maybe somebody else who does and they get, you know, caught up talking to this other person. So try to find a way to sort of steer it towards a goal. And you'll probably, you'll almost inevitably get more dates. These people will want to go on dates with you. I don't doubt that. It's just that you have to sort of give them that urgency that you want to meet. And that's going to probably fire them up too. They're going to say, wow, this guy actually wants to like meet up. Uh, you'll also see too, like a lot of people in their profiles, they'll say, I don't want to message back and forth. I don't want to just keep messaging forever. So there is that idea that with online dating, people don't want to do that. People do want to actually meet up. So don't worry too much about chatting too much with somebody back and forth for too long focus on trying to actually get to a date and if you do that you'll you're gonna find that you're actually probably gonna get much more dates just by doing this and it's gonna be something that's gonna happen naturally after a short while i'm sure yeah and and there are different kind of context clues you can you get from messaging that that makes it a little bit easier for you to ask for a date um you know if they say oh we have so much in common or you know like there are different things like i don't care if you know you know some uh that that would tip him off to tip Brad off to knowing that it's time to ask for a date. I would think anything about uh, shared interests or, Oh, I really like that you said this, or I really like this. I mean, I, there's gotta be some, I guess, context clues that will let you know that it's time to kind of move in and ask for a date. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions of what might be a cue? Yeah. Like if you're, asking questions and they're asking questions back that shows interest if you're asking mm -hmm. questions and they just reply and answer the question but don't reply back with a question then that typically means that they're not overly interested in engaging and you what uh i actually before we, uh, we recorded i looked up a really interesting article that actually said that you know what you should be doing is if if you're trying to go on a date with somebody and you ask questions and you get to this point where they're not answering the questions, try to add value for yourself, like provide a statement like, hey, last year I traveled X number of times. These were the places I traveled to. Uh, if you try that and you're still not getting anything, then move on. But uh, 
if somebody's replying to your questions, like there's a natural sort of flow to the uh, conversation, you don't feel like you have to uh, course them or force them to respond, then yeah, it's it's probably good to say that it's a good indication that you should you know ask for a date. Mm -hmm. And it's I don't I don't even necessarily say that like if you're on the online dating site, it's probably not a, the best idea to just go and ask him on a date right away. It might be good to maybe transition over to texting or something. Uh, I've also seen online that they a lot of people say that, you know, asking for somebody's number or, you know, transitioning from the app to texting is a good trust exercise as well. It, it's a very light trust exercise, but it's very much like, hey, do I trust you enough to give you my phone number or for you to give me uh, your number? If somebody says no, then that's another way too of knowing that, hey, this person very clearly does not trust you or does not have enough faith in you to provide you their phone number. And if that's the case, that's also a very glaring thing too. Instead of just saying, hey, let's go for a date, ask for a phone number. Because again, if somebody gives you their phone number, that's two things, that's interest, and that means that they trust you, at least on an intrinsic level, enough so that they're going to give you their phone number. And it's a very simple thing to ask for, right? Like you're not asking them for anything too complex. You just say, hey, mm -hmm. it might be easier to coordinate a date over text. Why don't we exchange numbers and go from there? That shows, again, trust, interest. You can take it from there. That was excellent. Oh, thank you. You've helped so many people right now. I, you know what? I, I try my best. Um, and I think you should look into being a therapist. You'd be a good therapist. You know, maybe I can just get like an honorary degree, get one online or something. You know. Yeah, we don't do that. No. <laughs> You're telling me it's not that easy. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a place you could go, but I would not tell you about those places. <laughs> From, uh, oh, this what, is so much fun. I have so much fun talking with you. This is great. What is it like <laughs> Phoenix Online University or whatever? You know, I'll just go there. Oh, yeah. 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 I, just, I have to tell the listeners. So I've had this. I've had a really long day and it's so refreshing to, to talk with Kurt and read your emails that I've just kind of forgotten about my day, which is really nice. So thank you to everybody that writes in because I know that you guys all have stuff you're going through and um, and Kurt and I are buddies and get along well, and I just really appreciate that. So, so this is a lot of fun. So yeah. keep those emails coming. Yeah, it's it's you know it it's kind of funny because with a lot of these things, I think it's all about perspective. And you mm -hmm. know, a lot of times once you get perspective on things, it's always it's almost always, and I even do this too, where somebody provides perspective on something, and I go, I didn't think of that. And that's the thing. Right. With, with most of these emails, it's not like anyone's doing anything wrong. Like I've actually had people mm -hmm. email in and be like. Oh, I think I'm doing this wrong, or I don't think I'm doing this right. You're not. You're just maybe perhaps you're focused on that one perspective and you just need someone to sort of mm -hmm. enlighten you on the other one, and then you go, Oh, I didn't think right. of that. Right, because I think as people it's we have a real tendency to get stuck. Yeah. And I think sometimes just one person saying something kinda unsticks us and opens all these doors for us. Yeah. And a lot of this is attitude. I, you know, attitude's like ninety nine percent of how things go. Yeah. So yeah. yeah so awesome so oh is are you fahim or am i fahim i think uh, you're fahim i think yeah i think i'm fahim okay i'm okay. fahim i'm taking control of you for for just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> it's like that movie upgrade you know, yeah and, and and you know fahim probably has boundaries so that's not okay with him but that's okay <laughs> listeners if you haven't already go see upgrade it's a great little sci-fi action movie and it 
they plant a chip inside this guy's head and you know he, he there's action scenes where he's getting his butt kicked and then the little robot in his head says hey you're getting your butt kicked do you mind if i take over and he's always like no 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 and then he does and then all of a sudden the robot takes over and kicks everyone's butt and it's like wow i should be just oh so the robot crosses boundaries interesting yeah huh that might be a good crossover to do one day. We do like a deep dive into the psychology of of upgrade. Um, yeah, now I gotta see this. Okay, I'm writing this down. Okay. Also, Hereditary too. Hereditary is one of those movies I'd love to do a deep dive psychologically into because there's a lot of lot to dive into in that movie. So this, are these scary? <laughs> upgrades. Upgrades not. Upgrades more of an action okay. movie. Um, okay. But Hereditary is definitely frightening. Definitely, like, scary, okay. scariest movie I've seen in a long time. There you go, so, listeners, some movie recommendations. So when your date's like, what can we watch? You can be like, listen, this Curtis guy on the Three Angry Nerds slash Nerds in Love podcast recommended an upgrade. Let's watch that. There you oh, go. yeah. Tell, tell everybody about the podcast you do about scary movies. Oh, and uh, Tremble, the horror movie podcast. Yeah. Which is a very... Good plug for Tremble. Yeah, that's a very popular show. Uh, yeah. pe- people love their horror movies, so... All right, let's uh, move on to Fahim's email here. Nerds, I've been dating this girl for around four months. First two months, we were together four to five days a week, but she kept saying she was busy. During this time, I saw her online on OkCupid. A friend of mine even admitted to me that she messaged him, and they messaged back and forth until he realized that she was with me. I confronted her on this, and and she now only sees me two days a week. Each time, we rarely, if ever, have sex. She either has an excuse or generally doesn't want to. I wonder if she's been looking at other guys and when I confronted her on this, decided to just back away from me. I'm at the point now where I'm thinking of ending things as I've tried my best to no avail. Thoughts? Fahim. My, my first thought was, Fahim, why are you putting up with this? Yeah. Um, you know, this, uh, this sounds like this is a person that's not treating you well. Um, for what you're telling us. Uh, and you, I think when we wonder and get a hunch about something, I think there's some pretty good reason why we're wondering and have a hunch about something. And, and um, she backed away from you and it sounds like she's already exited from the relationship. Yeah. So it, it sounds like this is, it's reached its natural end. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I mean, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like it's over for her. I don't know if it's over for you. And I think the realization is going to come from accepting that it's over. Um, I mean, the fact that, yeah, it sounds like the sexual side of things is maybe diminished. You're not seeing Mm -hmm. each other as often. It's only been four months. Yeah. And what is she doing with that time? Right? Like, I don't think he mentions what she's doing with the time. Like I can see if she's going back to school or if she's picked up some more shifts at work. But it sounds like she's just not hanging out with you for the sake of not hanging out with you. And if that's the case, respect yourself, you know, and move on to somebody who really cares about you. Because it doesn't sound like this person cares about you. And the thing is, you've already kind of caught them half trying to exit the relationship already without telling mm-hmm. you, which is not fair to you at all, obviously. But I I think the, the writing here is on the wall. It's time to time to pack up and move on and you know what maybe it might be the kick in the butt that she needs to appreciate you and you know look into getting back together with you but that's not something that you want to be waiting on take affirmative action and you know move on and if something else happens from it so be it but don't wait around don't uh you know don't don't waste your time basically 
Yeah, and Fahim, if she does want to get back together, I would just review this email that you sent us and and just look at how she's treated you. Um, she hasn't been transparent. Um, your friend told you that she was messaging him um, and you confronted her and she didn't have a reason. She just backed away from you. Uh, after four months, you're only having sex uh, rarely. Uh, so I, again, you know, I would really, if she does say, Hey, uh, I'm having second thoughts. I would really think about whether you really want to pursue this. Uh, you deserve better than this. And Fahim, I think you know that, but it's also, you know, love's tough when you got someone that's one foot in one foot out and you've got both feet in it, it's hard and it can break your heart sometimes. But, um, I think you're going to be fine Fahim. Yeah. Uh, plenty of fish in the sea and I wish you the best of luck. Yep. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, next up is Ryan's email. I think so, you're Ryan today. Yep. And I am Ryan. And I like Ryan's initial part of his emails is straight up. So Ryan's being totally transparent. Going to just ask a couple questions. I like that about you, Ryan. Straight up. Is it possible to have sex on the first date still of a functioning relationship? Or is it better to wait for love and romance to blossom before sex? I would say to your first question, yes. And your second question, yes. Uh, there's no yes or no answer. Um, I worked with couples on sex on the first date and they get along pretty well. And they didn't come to see me because they're having problems. It was more like they came to see me for therapy because they just want to work through some past stuff that they had that may have been contributing to the relationship. But overall, they had a great relationship. And yeah, they, they met, they hooked up on their first date. Um, at, or is it a better way for love and romance? Some people would say, yeah, that it's better to have a basis of a relationship uh, before intimacy. I think it depends on who you are, what your value system is. Um, you may have a value system where you feel like um, you know you can have sex separate from relationship and that's fine. You may be in a value system where sex needs to be uh, in a committed relationship. I think it's whatever feels comfortable for you. Uh, but yeah, I've worked with people that have sex on the first day and they have a functioning relationship. And I've worked with people that waited for um, you know a spark to form or uh, you know for romance to start. Uh, before they had sex and both relationships have worked out pretty well. Yeah. I think it ultimately just comes down to communication. I mean, it's fine mm -hmm. to, uh, have sex on the first date. You know, if you're two consenting adults and you communicate with each other, a, you know, what your intents are, intentions are and B, mm -hmm. if your intentions are to continue forward, what are your plans to sort of balance out this because you have to keep in mind too that for some people and not all having sex on a first date is a very sudden intimacy like going mm -hmm. you, it's basically like uh going from zero to a hundred intimacy wise um and a lot of people who maybe are not used to that or maybe somebody who is doing that but maybe has other intentions will want to know well what are we going to do to sort of balance this out like you know it's uh it's like when you're drinking you, you know they say whenever you're drinking have two drinks and then a glass of water to balance it out uh it's the same thing like okay yes you have the sudden rush of intimacy well now what what are you going to do to balance this out uh, you know, and it's about communication. You might say that and somebody might go, you know what, listen, I just want to have sex. I don't care. Let's just do it. And if that's what you want, then go ahead. Uh, some people might say, hey, you know what, like maybe we can go have a nice dinner next time. You know, it, it's about communication. And the thing is, there's no right or wrong answer because everyone's going to have different desires and needs. Um, mm -hmm. And it's really just kind of finding out uh, how you can balance both people's needs. And it's it's always possible. It's just, 
just a matter of finding a way to respect both people's needs and, you know, uh, communicate. And that's the thing. It's, like, probably the answer to, like, 90% of these emails. Just communicate with the other person and see what Honesty happens. Honesty and communication. Yeah. yeah. Just, just... The words I already talked about. Honesty and communication. Yep. If you communicate, you will solve most of your issues. But maybe I'll just get a tattoo of that and they can just, like, look at themselves and their hand and be oh, yeah, honesty and communication. That's yeah. what I have to do here. Or just repeat as a mantra to yourself on a date. Honesty and communication. Now, it doesn't mean you have to be brutally honest. You have to say, like, I really don't like that dress you're wearing. It looks stupid. It's more like, because uh, I think sometimes people get that confused. It doesn't have to be brutal honesty. Um, it, but I think being honest and transparent, you know, if you're going to have sex with somebody, you talk about, well, you know, I'm not really ready for a relationship, but, hey, if you're into this, I am, like you said, or, or, um, saying you know hey i prefer if if we waited until we got to know each other better i think you know again we all comes down to boundaries too you know what's your boundary and what's your expectation is your expectation that if you have sex with this person it's going to lead to something more because you might want to check that out with them first not really the sexy thing to talk about before you have sex but i think that really uh gives everybody informed consent as to whether they want to continue or not yeah and i'll say this being respectful is almost always the best way to go about doing it Mm -hmm. I've had I've even had it where someone goes I really want you to come back to my place but I don't want to have sex and I'm like fine we can do that you know we can go and not have sex and then get there and like oh, okay well maybe we'll do this it's like oh okay sure you know like and I'm thinking like literally like an hour ago you told me that you didn't want to do this but you've changed your mind and it's like you know what I you know I didn't want to I don't want to assume that that's what they want to do ultimately you just respect the process if their process is to tell you that they don't want to do anything and then maybe they're thinking of their mind of what they want to do decide an hour later they change their mind so be it just roll with the punches be respectful you'll be fine mm-hmm. yeah because that's the other thing too like I know a lot of people that go oh like I've gotten a no right now or a maybe right now. I didn't get the yes that I wanted. I'm out. I don't want to do this. But then it's like, well, no, like be respectful, Put, pump up the brakes. Maybe you might get to their place and they go, well, let's just watch a movie. And then they go, well, actually, no, you know what? I don't want to watch a movie. Like I want to go straight to bed. So be it. They've changed their mind. You know. Yeah, and, and it's it's totally okay to change your mind. I think we have yeah. we all have the right to change our minds. I think also as the partner in that, you can also say, "So I'm a little confused because before you said you didn't want to, and I just want to make sure this is something that you want." I think it's totally okay to be honest about that too, and say, "You know, um, you told me no, and now you're saying that maybe yeah, and I just don't want you to do something that you might regret later or feel uncomfortable about." So let's just talk about it first. Yeah. And I think that's that's completely okay to do. I think again, you know, you're given informed consent. Again, not the sexiest thing in the world, but it's better to talk about it now than you know have some misunderstandings or miscommunications later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, last email is from Shannon. It says nerds for context. I'm a 22 year old female. I live with my parents because they want me to save up for a home rather than rent, which is beneficial for me. I've been getting into the dating pool. The last guy I went on some dates with wanted to come back to my place. I was hesitant living with my parents, but hormones took over and I agreed. We had great sex, but my dad has a security camera, saw his car pull up or pull in and started interrogating me. I told him what happened and he grounded me. Yep. I'm now angry and confused. I have wanted to move out for some time, but it's their insistence that I live with them. I do out of respect for them and for my own future. But then they pull stuff like this. What can I do? Is there any way to balance my sexual desires while still living under the roof? I know the obvious answer is that men host, but uh, seems rather rude to impose. 
Thoughts? Shannon, you're in this conundrum of you are living under your... At 22, not appropriate. Um, having your dad interrogate you? Now, there could have been a question. I'm, I, I'm not sure what you mean by interrogating, but if he was asking you intimate details, obviously that's inappropriate. Um, if he was just saying, hey, who was this guy because his car was here late at night, and then you told your dad all the stuff, that might be inappropriate too. Uh, but here's the thing. You're living in your parents' house, so you need to have some kind, and you're not paying rent, so you need to have some kind of rules laid out and you know it sounds like you're comfortable enough maybe to tell your dad about this guy so uh you should be comfortable enough to talk to your parents about what the rules are if you're living there and and if you do meet somebody yeah it may be that you just have to go back to the guy's place and say you know i live with my parents they're not cool with me bringing people back um and also you're 22 so if you don't want to live with your parents y you can say no um, but if you do live with them, you do have to follow some ground rules that are offer to pay them rent. And I know that that's one of the things they, they don't want you to do. Um, but also, you know, I think you need to take a look at, you know, what you're giving up in order to gain um, the financial stability. Um, I think it's a great deal to stay. I, I think that's great for people to, to live with their parents when they get along with their parents. Everybody agrees on the ground rules. Uh, but, you know, um, it sounds like you've got some conflict going, obviously. Uh, and I think it's time to start sitting down with your parents and going, you know, what are the ground rules for this? Because also I can see with parents, it's hard for them to get out of a uh, the context of you, know, you still being a kid because you're still their kid, even if you're 22. Uh, but if your dad's interrogating you about a guy, that's, that's kind of, to me, that'd be crossing a line. Uh, grounding you is definitely crossing a line. But again... You live under the roof. So, yeah, I mean, one one obvious answer, you tell the guys, hey, we need to go to your place. You know, going to my place isn't cool with my parents. And, again, if this is something where you do want to have guys over, you talk with your parents about it and get their idea of what they think is appropriate. And, again, you always have a choice to move out and not be subject to their rules. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you ultimately can choose what it is that you guys do. I mean, if you want to live with your parents, that's fine. They've obviously established what their rules are. Um, if you don't want to live with them, you don't want to live with the rules. There are options out there, whether it's beneficial for you or not. Uh, you know, that that's up for debate. Now, I would say, you know, there's probably a middle ground here. And I mean, you are 22. Uh, I find it kind of odd that you're parents would not expect you to at least be sexually active it seems very weird that you know if anything they seem to or at least the dad seems very much sort of uh almost surprised that this happened well i mean you're 22 like what is what is he or somebody or what does he I expect can see also with, with dads that that's uh, and for moms too for some parents that can be pretty jarring to i mean it's kind of like finding out your parents have sex like you know you kind of assume because you exist but you also don't want to think about it but when you're confronted with it that's <laughs> something different so i but you know the interrogating part is is the crossing the line and grounding you is definitely crossing the line yeah yeah i just think ultimately like i don't know you got to chat with him and you know what if he if you go to him and say listen dad like this is what i'm doing this is you know how it is and he disagrees then 
you know what, maybe it's time to, yeah, move out and find find something else. But I would at the very least approach him and let him know how you feel and try to make it work. Because, you know, at a certain point, he's going to have to accept that, you know, you're being sexually active. I mean, you're 22. I think most parents, when their teens get into like the, or their uh, kids get into the late teens, they start to at least expect that this is the case. So it does seem kind of odd that at 22, you know, there's a bit of a delayed response to that. Um, so yeah, I would just do that. Like, be respectful, bring it up and say, listen, dad, this is how things are. You know, I want to make, I want to make this work, but if not, then, you know, I'll, I will, you know, look for an alternative if that's what you want to do. Um, and yeah, just, I don't know, I guess at the end of the day, you got to communicate with your dad and find out if this is something you guys can resolve. If not then if it is really that big of a deal for you that you know you can't go to these other guys places and there's really no other option for you which i kind of find hard to believe i mean you're telling me the guys can't find a place to you know they're can't bring you to their place like that seems a little absurd but who knows i don't i'm not privy to the situation maybe there's other factors involved but I mean, yeah if i was the guy i would feel kind of uncomfortable if her parents were home. yeah but you know everybody's got different kind of standards so rules um yeah and and i know that that shannon you say that you want to move out live with them um yeah out of respect for them in your own future you say that you stay but you have to look at what the trade-offs are and what is it costing you with your quality of life and your privacy uh and and again you know this is also a good kind of litmus test if you tell someone hey i'm living with my parents we can't really go back to their place well if the guy was like oh well then forget it well then <laughs> that's a good screener right you don't want to go out with them um, but yeah, I would really look at what you're giving up. Um, and I know that there might be, um, the culturally, there may be a, a thing going where, you know, it, disrespecting your parents by moving out is a big deal. Um, it may be that that's not so much of an issue in your family. Um, but if you've been wanting to move out for some time, it might be worth maybe renting a house with friends, renting an apartment with some roommates. Um, and yeah, I mean, you want to save up for a home rather than rent, but also are you able to live as an independent person so i think that's something that only you can answer for yourself you know what the trade-off is and and you know your family and and your relationship with your parents you know more than we would ever because you're you uh and but yeah then interrogating you and grounding you yeah that's that's not okay yeah all right i think that's it for nerds in love this week thank you as always for tuning in uh also feel free to email us we have a new email now too uh it's now mailbag at three nerds.com so send your emails there uh you can the mailbag at three angry nerds okay yeah mailbag at three angry nerds.com you can still send to the old email address uh for at least a few more weeks while we transition over the email but eventually we will be going over to mailbag at com fully so give it a bit of time for transitioning but yeah if you do want to send in your emails make sure you are updating the email address for that one uh as that's the new e uh, email address uh i was finding that you know i was having the one email address for everything and it was getting to be a bit hard to like you know find my movie screeners for the movies that i have to go see for review and then getting emails for all the different shows so i've separated the emails into different ones to organize it a bit better so and yeah. it's okay it's okay that you set up boundaries you don't have to explain why yeah exactly <laughs> see i'm gonna turn around on you now listeners it's okay listeners i'm setting up boundaries 
I need to have it's my. Okay. You can, you can do whatever you want. It's okay. I need to have my my movie screeners in a separate email inbox. Those are the boundaries I set. Good for you. Yeah, no, I just... support those healthy boundaries. Yes, I also need I also need a separate email just for all the email Steph sends me every week. Cause, oh, Curtis. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm oh, see now you're violating my boundary. Uh oh. No, I don't. Okay, so I have to tell everybody I don't send him emails. We just talk during this time. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've probably slacked like once in the blue moon. That's about it. So, like the slacking app, I just want to clarify for everyone. Yeah. We're not, we're not like actually slacking off on the couch. Like oh, I guess it's time to do a podcast. Right. Um, yeah. Considering we live on other sides of the country, so yeah. And in different countries. Uh, or and in and in different countries. <laughs> Don't lump me in with this Trump guy. I'm I'm better than that. Oh, you have Trudeau. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. the cool guy. He does yoga and yeah, stuff. And, and uh, he, uh, for the pride, he uh, brought up like like one or two. Oh of the yeah, guys. he did the pride parade. Yeah. yeah. I'll say that. What did he do? He uh, invited some of the guys from the Queer Eye TV show to come up and parade with him, and I thought that was great. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. So. Huh. Yeah, we got a pretty cool premiere. He's kind of a garbage politician. He doesn't do that much, but you know. Oh, well, that can that can be an issue. Yeah, but he is. <laughs> he's at the very least likable and politically correct. Can't say that for every politician in this world. So. Yeah. So I guess he just needs to work on his his effectiveness, maybe. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well. Uh, huh. Interesting. Yes. So on that note, on Canadian politics. Bye for now. Bye. Oh, stephaniesarkis.com. Gotta throw that in there. Yep. All right, now we're done. Bye. Adios. Bye. Bye.